Hi, podcasting from New York. They say if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. This is Pushing Boundaries. Most of today's commentary on complex social issues is binary, unproductive, and flat-out lazy. With this podcast, I'm looking to hopefully elevate these conversations, and as a lifelong educator, hopefully learn a few things along with you. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Pushing Boundaries, another episode this episode is called De-Escalation, um, in particular with reference to relationships. During this pandemic, let me tell you something. You know, you're in the house, and if you're working remotely and you're spending a lot of time in the house, day and night, you're, you're and, and if you're in the house with, with a significant other and you have a relationship and you're with a spouse or you're with a girlfriend or you're with a boyfriend or whatever's going on in your household, right now, your relationship is being tested um, because there's, you know, there's not a lot of moments where you're having uh, opportunities to separate time off, time to engage other things, time to refill yourself as an individual and then coming back together. You know, so a lot of times when you're in the house, the the assumption or when you're together, the assumption is that you always have to give to one another for the entire day, all day long. And and that's not humanly possible. You know, we don't have enough energy for that, right? So we, we can give, we give to our children, we give to our family, we give to our friends, we give to our significant other, but then we also have to give to ourselves. So we have to take a moment where we have to regroup, uh, regenerate. We have to, f- f- you know, become full again. You know, I'll fill, I'll fill up again. Take time to to um, refill, recharge our batteries. Um, and in that process, you know, it allows us to do the right things for other people. But a lot of times, when you don't have the space, and especially if you don't have the space inside your own home, you're finding that um, it's very difficult in your relationship and how do you have these difficult conversations with each other and saying, listen, it's not that I don't want to be with you. I don't want to be around you, but I just need a little space, need a little space. I need a little, you know, arms length. I need a little, maybe um, another room, you know, maybe I need to look at it on the wall. Maybe I need to look at something different. Um, This is not personal to you. It's not um, about you not being what I want and need, but it's about me, you know, having this, this time alone, right? This time to, regenerate and it's time to rethink about what's going on now when you have these situations and you have to have this conversation especially during a pandemic and you disagree because you're sharing space right so you're moving around your home and your your apartment and you know you may be in the kitchen together and 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 you know all the the, the shared spaces together right and the timing is off right in terms of how you move through your spaces right and so normally when you had your your routines you were able to move in certain spaces at certain times and do certain things. You knew who was there and who wasn't there, and, and yet they had the share space of you in a space as an individual or solo. You know, now in this, in this case, you know things are um, unknown, right? And so you can wake up one day and then the pattern is different. You wake up another day, the pattern is different, and that all depends on you know what's going on that day and what's happening remotely, right? So remotely with school, remotely with work, you know, and you you, you know, so it's 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 changing the routines that and the patterns that we have in our household. The other thing is that, like I talked about in an ep- earlier episode, you know, our homes are not really designed 
to work, you know, uh, lengthy, lengthy days, right? So our homes are really, you know, I used to, I call it, I refer to it as museums, right? These place, this place where we come in, you know, for a couple of hours and we get to, you know, lounge and, 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 you know, we have to sit straight, we don't have to sit properly. We can kind of lay down and, you know, you got some sort of uh, blanket or pillow and you, and you watch television, you know, it's like, like a lazy, a lazy place, right? And in certain areas of the home, you know, you're not really, you're not really engaging, right? Those areas of your home, you're kind of, you know, just letting them be, you know, those areas are maybe your, your living room or on an area that, you know, you really don't, you don't recharge, you know, of course the bathroom is, is to, to a point, right? But the bathroom has to be shared. And so when you have to live and you need light and you need paper and you need printer and you need, you know, the phone and you need, you know, a chair, a proper chair and a desk and, and supplies and space, all of a sudden it's not that comfortable in your home. Right. And so you have to rethink the things that you put in place for everybody to be productive in the same place remotely. Right. So here's, let's talk about, you know, when you have conflicts in your home. Right. And, and, you know, we, we, you know, we want to try to try to um, avoid, you know, domestic issues and, um, domestic violence and, and, and internal conflicts. And a lot of times you're living in your own home and you have to be the mediator at this point. I mean, there was one point where there, there was no counseling available, you know, outside of your home. And so there's a lot of counseling available and there's, there are hotlines and, and, and numbers that you can call for support, you know, if you have conflict in, internally in your house. And so what now, you know, one of the things I want to try to offer you is some solutions or some sort of guidance in terms of how do you deal with when you come to a crisis in your home or a conflict that you cannot resolve. And one of the first things that, you know, people fall into right away is that, you know, they, they, you know, they sit and they, they stew, they stew over something that they're feeling against the other person and they start to put it together and they begin to build this story in their head, right? The story might not be totally true. It may be just one incident that may be petty, but then over time, those petty issues begin to add up and they become a big issue, right? And you you begin to explode because no one is communicating, right? People are holding this stuff inside. You know, they're not expressing themselves. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, they you know they want to express themselves, but maybe the other person can't handle it. Maybe they can't handle criticism or, or, or open dialogue, right? And so, you know, one of the first things that you want to try to do is avoid the blame game. Avoid blaming, you know. You did this. That's dynamite. You know, I hate when you dynamite, you know, how come you can't dynamite, you know, anything when you start to say you, right. And you, and you connect it to some sort of trouble or some sort of discomfort, you know, the other person is definitely on a defensive, right? So you're on the offensive, they're on the defensive. Now you started a war, they're arming up and they're now they're, they're listening for the kind of information that you might be offering, right? And then, you know, as humans, what we do is we, we apply points, right? And, and the points that we apply is like the 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 um, severity of the criticism that you're offering, right? And then, you know, so now we're in an argument and we're in a war. And so now I'm looking to come back with equally severe um, comments to, to, you know, level the playing field in terms of our conversation because no one wants to be, you know, the loser, right? And so when you when you enter the the, the blaming, you enter directly a conversation through blaming. What, what you do is you create ultimate um, ultimate the the you start the war. It's like you drew your sword and you cut somebody, and so the war is on. Um, number two, don't stonewall. So when you have a conversation and somebody's trying to talk to you, and say the person is is. They, they started the conversation without blaming. They're bringing up a, you know, they may describe like, you know, um, 
it bothers me when um when when this is not turned off because you know because i mean things like you know turning off the the stove you know after you, you had the pot on or or uh, putting down the toilet seat. I mean, stuff, petty stuff, right? You know, cleaning the sink, right? Here on the, on, on the counter, or here in this area, blowing your nose in certain areas, or or not picking up your plate and putting it away, you know, because now you're in the house all the time, right? And so use is up, right? And and the the habits that you have are habits that bother the, your, 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 the person you're sharing space with, begins to be a problem right and so when you have these conversations you don't want to you don't want to number two don't stonewall stonewall means that you're hearing you you, somebody is speaking to you but you're not hearing them right so you're seeing their lips move and you're shaking your head up and down and saying "Ah, yeah i hear you i hear you and you're not really hearing right and so when they're finished then you would so in other words while you're supposedly listening you're not listening you're um adding up anything that that um you can add up to oppose what they're saying, right? And so you're defending in your defense mode. You're saying, okay, so they did this. They said I did this, but they did that. They said I did this, they did that, right? And so you start adding up, and it goes to the number one, and then it's number two, the same thing. But you're not listening when you're stonewalling. And number three, don't be defensive, right? Um, if the intent between two people or people that share space, um, the intent should always be thought of as, um, especially when you have, when you have a history of knowing that the person has your best interest at heart, the intent, you know, your intent in terms of listening should be um, not defensive, but open. Right. And so, you know, it's about, you know, the eye contact, listening, shaking the head. And I hear you say I'm, I'm hearing you say, you know, those things, acknowledging what people are saying. And then, you know, you know, not that you accept it. Right. It's not about accepting it, but it's really about um it's really about um, hearing in, in the, per, the person and saying, I, you know, these are these are the things that you're saying to me. Um, and I and I understand how it bothers you. Now, there's certain things that you can't control with. Those are things that just the way you are. Right. Um, and then there's things that, you know, behaviors that you can help and assist. Right. And no one is perfect. And so we want to come into it with open mind, open heart and try to listen to one another. You know, the other thing is what we do a lot. A lot of people do is we we avoid conflict. Right. So. So, you know. So a lot of times, you know, we we won't have conversations about the topics that bother us. Right. We won't. We'll avoid them. And and so we begin to move. You know, I call them like. Um, so so it's like like the vapors. Right. We, we, we're present, but we're not there. We're like misting around each other. And, you know, when, when it becomes too tough, we become a mist and we disappear, you know, or or we, we, we when we have to get involved with the conflict, we we um. We start yelling, right? And the yelling is the obstacle. The yelling is the the distraction. The yelling is to get off the topic. The yelling is to ultimately upset the other member to uh, shut down, right? And so that we don't have this conversation. Cursing, right? And cursing takes it to another level because cursing doesn't allow you to have the conversation. What cursing does, it puts you in a defensive and then we're in protection mode. And and also cursing is debilitating, right? It's debilitating and also humiliating. And so when you have these conversations and you're cursing at one another, the game is over. Game is over, all right? So let's not avoid the conflict. Um, number five, overgeneralizations, right? So when you're having your conversation, you know, a lot of times when we have conflicts, the conflict is not about what we had, what happened two months ago, three months ago. The conflict is about something that happened within 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour ago, right? 
That's the that's where the conversation should stand and stay around the current issue. Now, when we overgeneralize, we start to capture things that happened three months ago, a year ago, three years ago. And it has no relevance because as people, we evolve, right? And so what was an issue a year ago or two years ago or three years may not be an issue for us in this year. But if you're counting and you're doing a tally of all things are issues that are bothering people, are bothering you, then you have no really, um, there's no really clarity in terms of what's happening and what's bothering you with this other individual, right? Because you've got a bag of issues with this individual, Right. And the bag of issue hasn't been resolved because you haven't had the conversation. You've avoided conflicts. And therefore, you know, you've you've created this picture that's insurmountable and you can't get through it. Number six, you got to see both sides, both sides of the story. So you know how you feel. You already got your story. But how are they feeling and how does it fit the puzzle? Right. And so it's like, you know, it's like thinking, like taking a stance of putting together a puzzle. There are two sides. There's the borders to the puzzle. There's the center of the puzzle. There's the ends of the puzzle. There are certain colors of a puzzle. And all these things have to be put together. So, you know, when you don't have a mediator, you have to really think as someone who's trying to solve a puzzle. This is what the person is saying. This is what I'm saying. How does this fit together? How does this not fit together? Where is this not working? You know, how can we come to some conclusions that work for both of us? Because it's all about compromise. No one gets everything that they want. But you try to get to a middle um, to the middle so that you can both live in the same space. And in doing that, you have to, number seven, avoid the need to be right. You have to avoid the need to be right. Who's, you know, it can't always be right. Everybody can't always be right. Sometimes you got to you gotta take one for the team in order to move the agenda for the greatest good of the household. And this is brothers, sisters, you know, mothers, you know, everybody in our aunts. Every, if you're sharing space with somebody, got, we got to let it go. We got to let it go. We got to let it go. Um, and this is tough. You know, this is tough. This this is a struggle for many people in doing this. Um, and, you know, the, the bottom line is, you know, to to be, ex- you know, extremely uh, real is that these are real issues that are happening in this pandemic. Right. And we know that even in our new normal, our new normal will with with all of the uh, protocols that they're putting in place. And space can, you know, space issues and, and, and the vaccine and all of these things, you know, they're are going to be certain structures that are also going to keep some things remote, right? And I'm um, going to keep some things where people are feeling somewhat isolated. And um, so, you know, the, the, you know, the mobility that we had and, and the availability of, of a variety in our lives with other people is going to be limited for some time, right? And so in that, we have to really work toward toward how do we um, deal with people and each other when we're sitting in the same place with the same people all the time, right? And so our habits uh, come out and our behaviors and that, and our behaviors are not all the way good, right? So we have good and bad behaviors, but how do we share space with one another when we have to spend a lot of time together, right? All right, so um, my learnings from all this in terms of some of the things, I told you a lot of no's, don't do this and why, why this happens and but I just want to tell you that the first thing you got to do is you got to learn to listen. And learning to listen is not um, is not watching someone's lips and shaking your head up and down. It's really, re- really catching, capturing, you know, sentences, capturing uh, points, uh, understanding, you know, feelings and 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 making connections between cause and effect. You know, this behavior led to this feeling. Right. Um, and really listening and acknowledging that and saying publicly, I hear you. I'm hearing you say that um, when I leave the stove on or, or, or the um, the teapot 
is is whistling for too long, you have an issue. Or I hear you say when I sneeze at the table and I don't cover my mouth, it really bothers you, right? And so, I mean, I'm telling you, it's like things like that, right? Like petty things, right? I, I mean, not petty, but I can't say petty because it depends on a person, right? So I'm not gonna say petty. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take away from anybody's. Um, you know, everybody has their thing about them, right? Everybody has these nuances about what really bothers them, right? What rubs them the wrong way. Some people want, you know, take your shoes off when you come in the house, right? I mean, all of these things that 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 take place. So, or or you know, the people don't, you know, they want you to throw your underwear on on um at the front door. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different things, right, that bother you. So we can't, we we have to acknowledge them. We have to acknowledge and say, when I do this, when I when I do this, I hear that this bothers you. Right, so that's listening, right? That's not about taking an action because we it's not about taking act. One of the things we're listening is not acting to resolve, right? It's not jumping to a conclusion, it's not jumping to the resolution, is it's staying present in the moment, hearing what the person is saying, not saying really anything, but nodding, yes, I hear you, and I, that makes sense. And I understand you're saying, you know, this and, and just making those making connections between what the person is saying without giving an opinion or giving a resolution at that point. And that, that's what's really considered listening, right? Number two, acknowledge and accept the emotions and feelings, right? So acknowledge and accept the emotions and feelings. You feel, you know, so the person, you know, when, they, when you're communicating with somebody, it's important that instead of saying you, you know, it's important to say, you know, um, it makes me upset when... The stove is left on and all the pot is left on and it's whistling and I didn't I didn't turn it on. Right. And and then I have to come down and I have to turn it off. Right. So that that's that's acknowledging the person is not blaming. They're saying this is the circumstance that that I'm left with that makes me upset. So it's also then you're saying on the other end, uh, I hear you. And, you know, I sometimes I do that and. I'm going to, you know, I, I, I don't want to make you upset. And I, I understand that it makes you upset and it really annoys you. Right. And and that's where you start there. Right. And then so you, you, you apologize. So number three, you apologize for your contribution. Right. So I'm sorry for making you upset by doing this. Right. Um, and so in the conversation, your body language is is so you're not forward. You're, you're kind of you're leaning, you're leaning in. But um your expressions are softer, right? And, you know, your hands are, you know, in front of you or, or, or to the sides and and there's eye contact and your head is, you know, and it's, you have an empathetic look, right? And so you, you're, you're understanding. And then I, I know this is this sounds like, you know, like television. It sounds like, you know, things you see on television, but it's real, you know, in terms of how to deal with people. And when you're living in co- close quarters for an extended amount of time, you have to learn how to, get along right you have to learn how to get along we have to learn how to live together and live together differently because we're spending a lot of time together right and then you know it's all about you know like boundaries right and so giving that person space to articulate what they're feeling and their frustration and and not trying to you know at that point it's not a good time to try to hug or kiss now just step back fall back you know you got to listen you got to be patient and let them go through the process now sometimes people take you know, they may take 15 minutes to tell you what they're feeling. They may take, you know, they may take 15 minutes to get to what is really ignoring them. So they may annoying them. They, they may say a lot of different things initially that have nothing to do with it. And then what, by the time you get to the last five minutes, it's like there's the issue. Right. Bingo. 
right? And then the other thing is a focus on the future, right? So what we, what do we need to do at this point in resolution to get to some conclusion? What do I need to say? What do I need to do? Um, what are the behaviors we need to change? What can we agree upon? What is the compromise? You know, so I'm going to do, I'm not going to be perfect now, but I'm going to do a better job of not leaving the, the stove on so that I, the, the, the kettle on after it starts whistling. I'm going to do a better job of being more conscious and turning off the, um, the stove when the kettle pot starts whistling, right? And so those are the things that you want to try to be conscious with. Um, or I'm going to try to leave the seat down um, in the bathroom after I use it. You know, my, my frustration as a male is like, come on, you know. I mean, you know, when I when I go in the bathroom, I gotta lift up the seat, right? So I gotta I gotta urinate, I gotta lift up the seat, but yeah, but everything's kind of, it's a compromise, right? So, you know, lifting, you know, putting that the, the seat down and so that you know that it's comfortable for, you know, who you're with, right? Um, so that's that's part of it. And, you know, trying to clean up after yourself in this in your space, right? Try to keep your space, minimize your your um your your um your mess, right, in the public areas. Now, you, we all have mess, right? But find a way to keep your mess to yourself and making sure that the mess doesn't extend and um, start to bother others around you, right? Um, and then, you know, there's there's other things. People don't realize that sense, right? Smells really bother people, you know? Um, and, you know, some people, you know, especially our smokers, right? So our smokers, they will smoke and, you know, they come in and they, you know, they're used to the smoke and they come in as a cloud and say, wait, 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 you know, wait a minute. I don't smoke, but I'm smelling you, we're, and I, we got to be in a space. So if I don't smoke and I smell you, that's a problem, right? And so how do we, we, we indulge the things that we like to do without bothering others? And so there are a lot of issues and conditions that we really have to look to adjust and try to be mindful of the people that we're living with and try to use the strategies that I gave from above um, in terms of first, we have to learn how to communicate. How do we communicate effectively? And then how do we use the right uh, acts of um, expression to resolve the issues between people so that you can live in harmony in a harmonious household, right? And, you know, some of our households have a lot of people in them in a little bit of space. And some of our households, you know, uh, we have a lot of space and not a, a lot of people, but not enough time to make contact with one another, right? And so those are, those are the, you know, they reverse issues, but they are issues that we all are dealing with right now. Um, and, and, and the one thing that we had to do is that, you know, we have to understand that there's no perfection, no perfection in ourselves or in others, and that um, everything is um, about communi communi communication and compromise and coming to some resolution so that we can all live in the same place at the same time. Thanks for listening to Pushing Boundaries. Once again, my name is Sharif Rucker. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do me a favor by commenting, subscribing, and sharing this podcast with everyone you know. All of these things are free and take very little effort, but would mean the world to me. Thanks again and stay tuned.